and welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope that this message from our lead pastor, Graham Heslop, both empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Big hi to everyone online as well. We're grateful to be with you. It's great to be with you. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Great to have you with us. Uh, my name is Graham, and uh, privilege and honour to be part of the team here. Can we thank our amazing worship team and the singers who have gone on? <laughs> it's great. All right, you guys can grab a seat. Fantastic to be together. We're going straight into the Word of God this morning. Straight in. No mucking around. No gym jokes. No jokes about having too many children. <laughs> no many. <laughs> no jokes about having too many children at the gym. But uh, it's great to be with you. Hey, if you're here for the first time or you're visiting, you have no idea how pumped we are. Oh my gosh, you've made our day. And we're just hoping it's a great experience. Uh, later in the service, one of our great pastors will explain how you can get plugged in if that's what you're wanting to do. But it is a great honour and privilege. I want to um, speak this morning about just carrying on with this theme of following uh, the way, following Jesus, practicing the way. And we, we've been on a journey and we explained in March in our Vision Sunday. March feels like three or four years ago, doesn't it? But uh, it's unbelievable how fast uh, the years are going. But we explained that, you know, we, we really want as a church to know what does it actually mean to follow Jesus? Because it's in the scripture. By the way, big hi to City, who's with us. And uh, we're grateful you're here again. COVID washed through a number of people who aren't here, by the way, but anyway. Um, so it's great to have you here. It's awesome. But what does it actually mean to follow Jesus? And we've been, all year, we've been focused on practicing the way because we talked about being formed in the image of Christ. That's the goal is, to, is formation. Our lives are being formed. And I, I actually put an Instagram up, um, as you'll be aware, you follow me, but I put a, oh, you don't? Okay. Graham Hislop. At. And anyway, uh, I put up an Instagram that everybody is a disciple of something because we're all on a journey. We all have ethos or things we live by or, you know, I guess, I guess mor a moral code or a principles. But Jesus, he said, come, follow me. So what does it mean? And so these practices, they're up on the screen. We're going to bring it up. We've gone through Scripture this is all this year we've gone through scripture, fellowship and community, communion, servanthood generosity, solitude, silence, fasting and feasting, prayer, emotional well-being, simplicity and Sabbath, and celebration, and there's two more. So what I wanted to tell you was over the next couple of weeks we're gonna um, target one more, and then in February, for the month of February, we're gonna focus on one more, and then in March we're gonna give you the next instalment of what we feel like God's saying about following Jesus for 2023. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's going to be great. So today, I want to talk about worship. I want to talk about worship. I'm glad you responded like that. Sing to the Lord a new song, Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day or, translated in Greek, one Sunday every six weeks or so. Oh, sorry. Declare His glory. I'm, I'm not hating on anyone, am I? Uh, declare His, Jim joke. No, he just jokes. Uh, declare His glory among the nations, His marvellous deeds among the peoples. Cool. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Sing to the Lord. If you've been part of Annisbrook for more than 10 minutes, you would have known, you will know that, we, and we emphasise it, the Bible emphasises it, but worship is more than just the section we've just had here together. 
And uh, worship is actually our whole lives. Um, it's how we see God. It's how we see His worth and His glory. It's how we live. Uh, it is how we talk. Uh, was it First or Second Peter that says, if you want to see good days, you would watch your tongue. I mean, our words get us into all sorts of great predicaments and also not so great predicaments. And uh, how we treat people, how we think. Romans 12, 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And remember, this group of people were either in or had come out of a sacrificial system with the old covenant offering sacrifices Animals that would, um, a lamb, pure lamb, there would be an offering, a blood offering to cover sins. And of course, Hebrews tells us it can't take away sins for good. It could only appease. But there's a new high priest, he came. He was known as the Lamb of God. And he gave his life. John said in the Gospel of John, look, behold, the Lamb of God who what? Takes away the sin of the world. And not just for a year, but for all time. How many people are grateful for the blood of Jesus? You can be free from sin. You can be free from the effects of sin. Uh, Amen. Man, that's good to know. Jesus said this though, so true true and proper worship. Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, people who honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, He called them these people. They worship me in vain. And I looked up the word in the Greek, it actually means fruitlessly. So there's a fruitless worship, which probably means there's a fruitful worship. There's actually a kind of worship that's fruitful. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to participate in things that are futile or fruitless or no point in it. But Jesus said, yeah, the other kind of people who honour me with their lips, but their hearts are fine. So that's the reality. This may be strong, I don't know, you might be comfortable with it. But God doesn't actually want praise from hearts that don't love Him. Now He He does want hearts that don't want Him. Because it because He has come to seek and save those who are lost. So don't get that part mixed up. But from those who actually don't love Him, He doesn't want like a token weekly little Yeah, I'd sing a s i kind of just did some worship and so that's good. Um, and so he, he gives us the option as human beings, look, if that's what it's going to be for you, don't worry about it. That's in the New King James. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I doubt that would be you here today. Because you're either here for two reasons. One is, three. Number one, that you got dressed, you got, and thanks for getting dressed, by the way. That is very helpful and very reassuring. You got in your car, got your kids to, um, here. And that's a mission, isn't it? And some of you may have had a slight domestic on the way to church. And I've shared this for years. Rebecca and I used to have reasonable debates on the way to church. That's, that's the spiritual way of saying to fight. Uh, but we stopped fighting. I'll tell you what really healed us is when we um, got two cars. And that, that pretty much, that fixed it, didn't it? It was really good. But there's a, lot, there's a lot of pressure getting to church. And, you know, you've done so well. So you're here because you want to be here. So let's not, you know, let's not preach to the choir, right? Um, two, you're here because you're searching. You've tried everything. That whole thought I shared about removing of sins, the removing of guilt, the remission of, you've tried everything you can to paint over, to varnish over a place in your heart that Ecclesiastes says is called eternity and nothing has satisfied it yet. And the reason you're here is because you are looking for it and you are willing that if it would be God, if it would be the love of God, then you would receive that love and you know that you could be loved by Him and changed. And and listen, I believe today you will be. If you come to Him and you seek Him with all of your heart, the Bible says, you will find Him. Isn't that awesome? He's not making this too hard. Just if you seek Him with all your heart. And then the third reason you're here is because someone forced you to. So anyway, you're here and you're planted and your faith, you've entered in with faith and that's encouraging. But I want to ask a question, okay? And I've never, ever, ever preached on this. What about singing? Why do believers spend so much time singing? If all of your life is worship, if all of your actions, how you treat people, what you do for others is worship, like Romans 12, 2 says, there's a heck of a lot of singing that goes on. I mean, proportionately, we've just spent, a, what are we, a Broadway fan club? Like, like, do we do musicals or what's, what is it all about? Like, I don't know if you've ever been part of a church family or planted in, man, there's a lot of music, a lot of singing. 
But it's actually quite interesting as you begin to search the Scriptures on it. All throughout the Scriptures, people and God meeting together often coincide with music and singing. And by the way, St. Augustine, worth writing down if you want to write a quote, he said, singing is twice praying. You can pray, oh Lord, thanks for a good day, thanks for car park. But the reason, I'm going to explain it, why singing is twice praying, thanks for a good car park. Did I say that? You don't have to worry, Nelson, no one's in the shops. But anyway, no, sorry, I shouldn't say things like that. Um, But people and God and music. Listen to Psalm 100. Shout for joy, all of the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with a joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. So in doing that, there's this revelation that you'll know God is God. Who is God? You'll know that God. It is He who made us. So I'm gonna find my origin story. That we are His. I'm gonna find the belonging that my heart longs for. That we are His people. I'm gonna find identity. Oh man. I am the sheep of His pasture. In other words, I've found what? Security. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good and His love will never run dry on you. His faith, He's faithful to you and through all generations. I mean, we basically sang that song last Sunday. The whole week leading up to the 75th birthday, I we were looking through these photos, right? And these pictures. And it just was, as the week went on, I was becoming more and more overwhelmed with gratitude. A supernatural gratitude came upon my spirit. Because I've got friends and people I know who have tried to plant churches and want to plant churches and get involved in church being church, you know? And there's a whole, that's a whole other conversation. Like, why do some churches work out and why don't others? And there's, and there's a, a, a myriad of reasons. But to stand and say, man, 75 years Annisbrook Church has not only survived but thrived, and not only have we got so much vision for the future. By the way, if you want to lead a church, pastor a church, please let us know. We want to plant churches. We re- if you feel that a call on your heart, we really want to do some business. We want to do some damage in this nation for God. Good damage. Turning back the tide of darkness. So I was, I was just overwhelmed. I, and many others, I was talking to Brennan Vervin, I was, I was um, talking to Jared and many, many others, just overwhelmed at the goodness of God. And then, do you, those of you who heard last week, and it's online if you missed it, we began to sing old songs. Isaac, jump up here real fast. You have to sprint. Um, you have to sprint. I'm going to try this. Let's just see. Mm, um, play, play Shout to the Lord. Do you remember it? <clears throat> Because that's basically that psalm I read. Mm. <clears throat> Wait. Oh, you got it? Do you remember it? Any key's good. Yeah, that will do. Yeah. Okay, so we were singing this song, and I I tell you that the absolute, and that was Psalm 100, shout, to the, shout for joy to the Lord, all of the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, that we are His people. My Jesus, my Saviour, Lord, there is... Minor? Minor um, six. Lord, there is none like You all of my days. I want to praise the wonder of your mighty love. Yes. My comfort, my shell. Tower. Tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, let every breath. It's all that I am. Never cease to
mountains, mountains bow down in the seas will roar and the sound of your name. I sing for joy, not out of duty. And I sing for joy at the work of your hand. Forever I love you, forever I love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing, nothing compares to the promise I have in you. So, that, so we sung that last week, and just like right now, the sound, the music, the people, and then what? The presence. I thought about it. When have I sensed the presence of God statistically more than any other time? When have I sensed God entering a room? Now, He's always here, but when have I sensed that? And the answer is, more statistically, more often, it's in these moments. And even a one-on-one moment, but of where my soul goes beyond a mode of religiosity or have to, and where my soul begins to love the lover of my soul. The, the last week, it began to overwhelm me. I began to weep. I, I was weeping quite uncontrollably, and I look over and Brent's weeping uncontrollably. Viv's gone. She's gone. I mean, seriously. Like, and I, I talked with others, and they said, in that moment, it was the presence of great Jehovah. That's what was going on. And this is the thing that I want to touch on. God has shown over and over again that He will come to a place that is willing to give Him honour, glory, and praise. And more often than not, that's when people sing to Him. You can keep playing. Jesus, at the Last Supper, broke bread. This is the night before He's betrayed, the night of His betrayal. And He casually just announced the new covenant that your sins shall be forgiven and he, God will no longer remember them anymore and that His blood would take away all the sins of the world. He gets betrayed by Judas at the table. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And <laughs> spin the wheel, it's Judas. And then how does it all end the night before he's going to get hung up on the most brutal murder a person can ever experience? How does the Scripture end? Together with His disciples, they sung a hymn of praise. Have you ever read it? What would you do the night before you're either betrayed by a person, and some of you have been betrayed by people. Some of you have been disappointed. Some of you have been in moments of confusion, wondering where the heck is God? Gethsemane's about to happen. And you, and you feel like everything is gone, and you feel like you've lost it, and you feel like there's no hope, no future, and you feel as though, you know, it's only death. What would you do? Man, if I could encourage you with anything, I pray you're gonna go out of this place today and you're gonna sing to the Lord, all of the earth. You're gonna sing His name day after day. You're gonna proclaim His salvation. The army of Israel defeated three armies who declared war on them at one time. One army's difficult, two armies is very difficult. Three, they said to God, you're gonna have to save us, we're doomed. But they didn't know what was going on. But King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, he led the way. And men, I wanna talk to you about something. I wanna say to you that you've thought of singing and music as being pansy and poetry, but that's the lie of the enemy. Such a lie of the enemy because it was the devil who was participating as the worship leader of heaven. That was his role before he fell through pride. And of course he would hide from men that, oh, it's a bit flowery, it's a bit tuneful, it's a bit romantic. But David, King David, a great warrior, he could wrestle a bear and take down a lion on his own and he slayed Goliath and he could also write incredible songs and make music on his harpsichord. Not a thing, but I made it up. Jehoshaphat led the way and he bowed down before God and said, God, what should we do? We're gonna be slayed and attacked. And God said through a rhema word, because if you seek God, will He not answer you? If you wait on Him, will He not give you a word? Everything, by the way, Viv, is gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be honky-dory. Just fine, no problem. Feel the Word of the Lord. It's, everything's fine. Everything's gonna be good. Honestly, I just feel it in my spirit. I declare it over you in Jesus' Name. So anyway, it's personal, by the way. Don't even try to guess what, I, what it means. It might not mean anything at all. 
But anyway, so God says, hey, I'm gonna fight your battle. It's gonna be okay. So what do they do? Do you know what they did? And God didn't even ask for this. They sent out a praise and worship team in front of the army. Now, if you're the other army and guys come out with tambourines and flags, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna MMA me with your tambourine? Like, they're just laughing. They're like, what a joke. Some people look at the church and think we're a joke. Some people look at us and our hands lifted. What are you gonna do with that? Well, as they were worshipping and lifting their hands, you read it in Sin Chronicles, the power of God began to fall on the three armies opposing them. And they didn't even know at the time, they had to climb the mountain to see all that had happened. But all three armies were slayed dead as they what? Sent songs of praise before they did anything else. And why did they praise? They praised because they had a revelation that God had their back. Your praise and worship is predicated on your level of revelation. If you don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ, how can you praise Him? Why would you praise Him? If you have a revelation, what does revelation mean? An unfolding realisation of the truth of God. If you, The deeper and stronger your revelation, the stronger your praise is gonna be. It's the truth. And Paul and Silas arrested and put in prison for not doing anything right, apart from just spreading the Gospel, beaten and tortured. What did they do at midnight? Began to sing songs of praise. Songs, not podcasts. I'm okay with podcasts. Podcasts are quite awesome. But when you listen to a podcast, you receive knowledge. But when you sing songs of praise, you give love. Oh, dang. Oh, and knowledge, what does 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians say? Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And one of the reasons we haven't been built up in our faith recently is because we've shared no love with the Master. We're, we're living in a loveless relationship. It's not that He doesn't love you. He first loved you. He'll always love you. He'll never stop loving you. But why would He want humans' love? Have you ever thought about why do we sing then and why does God want us to sing? Honestly, the truth is, Psalm says, sing to the Lord all the earth. So there is a strategy. God's looking for a singing planet, songs of praise. But I think that we've forgotten that actually it's God who enjoys it. Psalm 23.3, 22.3, O Lord, He who inhabits the praises of Your people, what does that mean? He comes into this song, this, this moment, this melody. Such a simple thing. Do you know about the love languages? There's five. There's words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. I, I laugh at young couples who get married in the light. I know my love languages, so this is how you have to love me. I laugh because um, it's like the, like you tell people, oh, you have to love me this way. It sort of stops the kind of grace of love, doesn't it? But I, I love the love language for the reason that it helps us to understand each other. So even on our team, I know that there's some people who, Jared is a bit touchy. You know, he just is a bit touchy. So like a high five and a hug and a, you know, and a hundred kilo bench, whatever. <laughs> oh, I did it. Um, Brent, if you encourage Brent with your time and with a word of encouragement. Rebecca, if you clean the house all day, every day, she's good to go. Shadaba <laughs> kundaraba. See your hands lifted in praise. A lot of our kids have quality time and um, acts of service. And what happens when you have five kids? Not much quality time at all. <laughs> um, yeah. God, His love languages, you need to know them. The love, justice, mercy, righteousness, <laughs> long-suffering, being able to persevere through seasons. Songs of praise. How, how do we know that? He created an, a tribe called the Levites and all their job was to do was to minister to God, to send songs of praise to Him. And it was their full-time job. The main leaders in it weren't, actually didn't have businesses or careers. That was their career. 
So God, out of 12 tribes, makes one tribe totally dedicated to melodies of praise and worship. And, you, and, and you've got to understand, it creates a banner over the whole nation. And I've run out of time, but how do we know it's God's love, one of God's love languages? Because He does it. Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. Did you hear that? In His love, He will no longer rebuke you, but He rejoices over you with singing. Can you hear it? I pray you'd hear it. Spent a lot of time in churches, not just this church. And I, I was a worship leader for a number of years. And I'd see some people when they came in to God's presence. And I'll tell you the thing that got up my goat more than anything else was I'm okay with someone who's searching for God, who's never been in the environment, who, who doesn't know. I'm okay if they stand there because they are trying to work out why all the karaoke people, you know, they're trying to, what is going on here? But what I couldn't understand were people who I knew the Lord had been faithful to. Well, number one, He died for them. He made them. And I knew some of their stories growing up in a church and and even been in other churches. And when a person stands in a public moment of worship and just, Spurgeon wrote it like this. Charles Spurgeon said something like, be it not in our gatherings, like a suit stuffed with straw. In other words, it would give more praise to God than many who would come in who are living vessels, but won't even open their lips. I just don't understand it. I simply can't. And so a lot of my ministry life, I've had to coach myself through this merciful thought because mercy is important to God. They're going through stuff. It's okay. And the only thing I could do was just focus my my eyes on Jesus. People go through stuff. It's all good. It's all good. But... I want to compel you that we mustn't be a people who don't understand the power of a song to the Lord. And and this is not about whether you enjoy music or whether you even sing in tune. I've stood by some people who sing in church and their tune makes cats run and all the monkeys flee nature land. Are there any left? That's maybe why Ricky died, you know? Some Christian got it. No, okay, move on. But, But you know what? To God... To God, it's a beautiful, beautiful melody. So here we go to finish. You need to know what's going on when you're just loving on God. You're not thinking about these other things, but this is what happens. Number one, a highway for His salvation is built. Isaiah 62, 10, pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the Lord. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise a banner for nations. Go through the gates, prepare the way for God's people. Isaiah 60, 18. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. If praise, songs of praise, heart of praise, melody of praise, music to God, heart of praise, if they're called gates and there is no praise, what happens? No access. No access to what? What's beyond the gates? The fullness of God, the peace of God, the salvation of God, the kingdom of God. Bill Johnson says this, I've got the quote. Praise is a road building equipment, moving obstacles between people and God that exist in the spirit realm. Build highways of praise so that people can get to the salvation of Christ. Where there is no praise in a city, it is very difficult for people to get saved. But watch when the church responds to the presence of God and to God's greatness. His greatness. Suddenly people start getting saved, healed, redeemed, set free. Why is that? Because things have been dealt with in the heavenly realm through praise. Because praise is the gates. You've been finding it hard to get access to the things of God, to the kingdom of God, to the to the work of God, to the promises of the word. You've got to open the gates again. You've got to open your praise. Two, praise becomes a story that is told and entered into. Jesus said in Matthew 21, from the lips of children and infants, you have called forth your praise. It was in a response to Hosanna, an embarrassment. As Jesus walked into the city, the Pharisees, Sadducees could not believe they're singing Hosanna, which means the Lord saves. Not the law, not tradition, the Lord. And they were little children and he got this debate going on. Jesus actually uses a word here for praise. 
that actually means story. The word praise there means story. When New Testament worship, like we're doing, occurs, we find ourselves telling and retelling the story of God, of the cross, of the resurrection, of grace, faithfulness, mercy, healing, answers, even what it means to weep and grieve, to process life's disappointments in the benevolence of God's heart. Why does this matter? Because stories become invitations to be relived. That's why we sing as a people of God. And the other reason we sing as a people of God, just so you're aware, is we're called to minister to God. You're not called to feel a goosebump or have a feeling. If you've ever been ministered to, I've been ministered to before, it is a wonder. It is a wonder. And God has called His people who are saved by grace, who are imperfect, but only by the God's blood to minister to His heart. Did you come here this morning with that on your main objective? That I am here to minister to the great and mighty King. What an honour. What a privilege. How do we do it? Sing to the Lord. <laughs> so good. Sing, O barren woman, Isaiah said. You've never had children, but break into joyful song. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than her who has a husband, says the Lord. So that's the story. And when you tell the story, there's power. Finally, when we sing God's praise, number three, we enlist His help. Psalm chapter 50 is a psalm that explains what kind of sacrifice and what kind of praise God desires. It explains in Psalm 50 the praise He does not accept. He doesn't accept praise from hearts which really don't praise Him. You might think it works, but it doesn't. He doesn't accept it. But it goes on to list four things that is praise. Number one, sacrifice thanks offerings to God. So that's why we always come with thankfulness. And we search our hearts for all the ways that God has been good to us, no matter what is going on. Second way, which is a praise, is when we fulfil our vows to the Most High. What does that mean? When our life and conduct align with our confession of faith. When you live by grace, by the mercy of God, we're never going to get it 100% right. But when you live the gospel and live the truth and live the way, it is praise to God. When you fall from that and you become a, hypocr a hypocrisy, not because we make mistakes and we're human, but because in your heart of hearts, you just don't want to go there. It is not praise to God. Thirdly is, we'll just bring that screen, last screen back up. Thank you to all our um, screens people. They work very hard. What is praise to God? Those who call on me in the day of their trouble. That is praise when you ask God for help, for rescue. And I will deliver you. And what's the last praise that's of worthy to God is simple praise. You just honour my name. We celebrated 10 years last weekend of Rebecca and uh, cancer surgery. We uh, discovered that we actually had a bigger issue than we knew of. And uh, we were told it was going to be a three-hour surgery. But it ended up being nine hours. And I was, we were in Christchurch, just her and I. And we were staying at some friend's house. And she was in the surgery. And the fourth hour, fifth hour, sixth hour, seventh hour, eighth hour, it was, I, was, I knew something wasn't right. And I was, I was alone and I'd never do, I'd never recommend that. But I was on my own and I was just in the um, hospital ward when the doctor, one of the surgeons we'd met earlier, walked down the hallway with a look on his face. I walked towards him and he took me into a side room and he said, listen, um, the surgery didn't go as we expected. It, there's been some major complications. The nerve that controls the larynx on this side has been totally severed by tumours we didn't know were there. And we had to install a tracheostomy because she's not able to breathe uh, or regulate her vocal cords, which also regulate heartbeat and, and uh, air, uh, oxygen intake and so forth on her own. The other one during the surgery started going bananas. We were monitoring it, so we had to intervene. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, she... We're not sure, but she may have issues talking. We're not sure if she's ever going to speak again. So of course, I'm just being flooded with emotion. I'm just like overwhelmed anyway. And I was just trying to keep it all together and think of questions. And of course, my last question was, can I see her? And it literally, you know when it's not good, when the doctor goes, no, you can't. Uh, she's in ICU. She's not in a very good way. Come back tomorrow. And I was like, holy cow, like, okay. So anyway, um, it was pretty tough. It was a pretty tough journey. And I must say, whenever I share this, way, 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 way tougher for Rebecca than me. Okay. Anyway, I go downstairs. I ring Brent and Viv. And I don't know if you remember it, 
But I just, they, they go, hey, what's up? And I just burst into tears. I just start, you know, sobbing. I didn't realise, uh, you know, how emotionally upset I was. Began to just talk and then we prayed. Now, when I hopped in the car that we were borrowing, and the car we were borrowing was a friend's who lives in Christchurch. And I, I was just fully overwhelmed. And I hop in the car and I'm just thinking, okay, uh, what do I do? And there's a CD in the car. Do you remember CDs? It's a, it's a <laughs> and it was a brand new album, brand new album, but I'd heard one song once, just kind of familiar, but didn't know it. And, I, and the track landed on that. So I'm in the car, I can't see my wife. Our world's just been turned upside down for a moment here. And I'm just like, what do I do? And well, I've got to be honest. I actually knew what to do. And that was I pushed track whatever and I turned the volume loud. I don't know if I destroyed a stereo, but it was loud. And I started driving, it was about a half an hour drive. And the song was, this song connected me to the heart and the faithfulness of God in a moment where I just knew in that moment, in the moment, Everything's going to be okay. And even if it doesn't end how I want it to end, I can tell you, I can tell you, everything is going to be okay. So anyway, um, this was the song. And I just want to sing a little bit of it. And um, I think we've got the lyrics. Uh, have we got the lyrics here? Okay. So <clears throat> I've been preaching, so my voice might not be very good. <clears throat> oh, you can leave that, Melissa. That's all good. I've got another hour to go, so just leave that. Just 30 more points, so... Grace, you've shown me grace. You've lifted my shame. Draw me with loving kindness. Washed whiter than snow. You have redeemed and made me whole. <laughs> love, love, you've shown me love. By leaving your throne, by bleeding and dying on the cross, the wonderful cross that took all my guilt and sin away. Jesus, you have won me, you've broken every chain with love and mercy. I was lifting my hands. I was grabbing a steering wheel every moment. I was just saying, Jesus, you have won me. You've broken every chain with love and mercy. You triumphed over death and you are worthy of all glory and praise. And I just felt the presence of God flood that car. And I was just singing, pain out of my confusion out of my uncertainty it didn't matter God I just knew God was on the throne I'd learn about God I, I knew and, and, and this moment of time just to give God the praise and the glory despite in spite he's good so we shout it out and lift up one voice in worship sing Sing the simple chorus with me. So Jesus, you have won me. You've broken every chain with love and mercy. You've triumphed over death in you. I'm worthy of all glory and praise. I want you to sing it. Maybe you lift your hand and you can look at the lyric. Jesus, you have won me. 
he wants your heart and it's impossible to sing something and your heart not engage yeah. and, and I know that some of you are like well I don't sing because my heart isn't there and I would say this okay sing to the Lord all the earth sing to the Lord day after day because if you do that guess what's going to follow this, this music of like when you perpetually listen to aggressive rap or aggressive rock your soul, your heart begins to morph. But when you begin to express songs of praise and thanksgiving, guess what happens? Your heart begins to morph. And I wanna tell you right now to sing. I don't care if you don't like music. I don't care if you're not musical. I care because God loves it and God loves you and you love God and you wanna minister to Him. And we need to create highways of access for our city. And you might not see it, you might think it's foolishness, but this city needs a highway of grace. And the church needs to begin to praise. And we need to begin to fight with crowds with the PA because good people just love the Lord. He's been faithful to them and soft songs and loud songs and all that stuff. But He wants you to release it with a life of praise. This is the hour. We need highways of praise, cities that praise. We need praise parties. We need people who can't sing to sing. We need to lift a banner for the generations. The next generation need to hear the praises of God. We need to be stronger and louder, not weaker and quieter. As we praise, our hearts will follow. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Minister to the Lord. Let your heart and soul. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment just to worship the Lord. We're going to take a moment to honour Him. I want to say one more thing as we finish. That the moment in the car, I think God, there were years of preparation because when I was a younger teen and a, and a young adult, I used to always worry about how, how I sounded, so self-conscious, so self-aware. I loved the picture of David who, when the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence came back in, they'd, they'd taken it from the enemy, had been stolen from them. Some of you, that God's presence has been stolen from you. And, and they took it back and he was so, so excited. What did he do? He stripped down to a linen ephod. Can I ask no one to do that this morning? Can I, uh, even if you've got a linen ephod, please do not. But you know, his wife, she was very upset with him. She'd been watching from the palace. It's easy, isn't it? When we see people worshiping and praising God when we're in a distance because our heart's not in the right place, become critical. Oh, I don't like that song. Those drums sound loud. It's like, there's a David in the room who didn't even notice the drums. There's someone in the room that didn't even notice that was a recent song and not an old song. But what did David say in response? Does anyone remember? Oh, don't you worry. I can become even more undignified than this. He said, because why? Because his God is a loving God. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. Oh, He loves you. He died for you. He rose again for you. His name is on you. He's singing over you. The least we could do is sing back to Him. So come on, let's carve away right now to sing. And don't worry, you know in your heart, if you're like, oh, I'm not feeling super like into it. No, no, it didn't say sing to the earth if you feel super into it. It doesn't say sing to the Lord, sorry, um, if you feel like you're really in a good place with God. It simply says sing to the Lord all the earth, sing His praise day after day, sing of His salvation. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Your Lord loves when you give Him praise and glory and honour. Amen. 
Father, we honour you. We give you praise this morning and we enter into your gates with thankfulness and gratitude. And some during this moment might be crying out like I did for your help. Maybe others, Lord, did and they didn't see it go their way. But I know, Lord, you'll help them now. You give them peace and you give them understanding. So I ask you, great Messiah, flood this room by your Holy Spirit. And those who do not know you here this morning, I pray that you'd open the eyes of their understanding. Their spiritual eyes would be open in this moment. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship for the remaining moments of this morning. You can begin to sing sing to Him even before a lyric's gone up.
for a moment. This will be our offering to him today. Music will just stay in this moment. that's you just lift your hands an unusual anxiety for an unu- un- you're not exactly sure why but just lift your hands Father break the anxiety right now and I pray for a loving trust I pray for loving trust right now that you are able you are capable Lord everything's going to be okay for you the word of the Lord today is be anxious for nothing but in everything through th- praise and thanks and songs of worship offer your thanks to the Lord and the God of peace will garrison your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Break that anxiety right now. I break it. It's leaving right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sons and daughters. Some of you are worried about your sons and daughters. And I would say, I'm joining the club. Not worried like in a worrying way, but like in a concern. I just want to pray for lost sons and daughters, okay? You know, there's a blessing, a generational blessing, the Bible said, for those who obeyed and were faithful, and a generational curse for those who disobeyed and were unfaithful. That's the old covenant. But in the new covenant, that those who believe in Christ, who was faithful forever, there is a generational blessing for a thousand generations. You want to put that one on the fridge. So lift those sons and daughters right now. Lift your hands. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we call them home. 
call them home to the protocol. Protocol, come home. Lord, thank You for the seed, the, the lineage. And I thank You that they are blessed. And I pray the devil would get his hands off them and their influencing voices would go and the doubt would go and the hurt would go and the disappointment would go. And I pray salvation will come. The gates, the walls will be salvation and your gates will be praise and thanksgiving. Parent, start giving God thanks for all that He's about to do. Not just now, I'm talking about in your life. Start thanking Him over the top for all that He's gonna do. They're coming back home. They're coming back home. They're coming back home in Jesus' Name. Jesus' Name. I wanna pray for you if you're here today and you don't know Jesus. You've never experienced His love. You've never heard the message you've heard today. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Even those of you watching online right now, God loves you, He loves you, He loves you, He loves you. I know there's things He could be disappointed about. I know there's things in your life, just like mine, where we went astray, we went the wrong way, we, we fell, we made, we were born into half, more than half of that. We were born into sin, but praise God that He came that even though we had disappointed Him, even though we'd gone our own way, He still loved us, He was still faithful, and He bled and died on a cross. And listen, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, that God sent Him as His Son and that you believe that He rose again and you're willing to say, you'll be my Lord, you'll be my all, you'll be everything. I, I think a good translation is you'll be boss. I, I take my lead from you. I'll follow you. The Bible says you will be saved. And all that I could tell you what it's like to be saved, to be clean, to be free from guilt, to have a hope, to have a future, to have a vision. It is, I cannot even begin with any of the words I know in my vernacular to describe the wonder of what it looks like and feels like to be saved, but to be clean and right before God. And He does it by believing in Him. And He does it as a gift. And so I just wanna pray for anyone here today and you do not know Jesus. He loves you. He thinks about you all the time and He wishes that you came home to Him. So right now, eyes closed, heads bowed. If that's you, you're saying, Graham, I'm not right with God. I'm out here on a limb. I've tried this and that and the other thing. I don't know if God could ever accept me. He already has accepted you, but now you've got to enter into it. It will only work if you believe, if you ask Him, confess it yourself. I need you, Lord Jesus. I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. I need you to make me new. So on the count of three, if that's you, here or online, I want you to lift your hand, your hand on the count of three. And online, you can put in the chat, um, a hand emoji and one of our team are gonna respond. But we wanna really believe right now that God, your power and your might to save people, really save people, Lord, in Jesus' Name. If that's you, lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift it up and say, Graham, include me in a prayer. I need Jesus. Yep, God bless you. Awesome. Who else? Yes, God bless you, ma'am. Yes, yes. Who else is saying, Graham, please, I, I need Jesus. I know I'm not right. I haven't got peace in my heart. I don't know the love of God like that. Just lift your hand. If that's you, God's coming today. God's moving today. He's doing exceptional things here today. Absolutely, today, that day. Just closing moments. If that's you, lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. Okay, you can put your hands down and all the church can put their hands together. We're praising God. Follow this prayer after me and then the guys are gonna finish. Let's pray this prayer. Follow after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come before you with my heart and soul. I know I need You. I can see I've gone my own way. I don't wanna go that way anymore. I wanna go Your way. Today I confess, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. He died for me and rose again for me to forgive my sins. Thank You for giving me, Lord, and making me new. In Jesus' Name, come on, one last time, give God praise, amen. We trust you enjoyed this message. And if you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch. You can either visit our website or email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz. 